Undecided. I am one host, uh, Sam Ferguson. And I am the host, Zach Ferguson. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is your lovely, uh, radio show, uh, about film produced by Martin Scorsese. Um, we, uh, we're back. Last week was a big week. We, um... We are back with a normal show. The Oscars is over. Yes. And you know what? I'll just say it. The Oscars are over. Okay? Yeah, I think we can... Ever since last week, um, I think we can at least say their names now. Mm. Uh, Look, I, like, I knew you had like a mental deficiency where you couldn't say... Oscars, and we really very much try to Can get you, over uh, it. Can you move back have. from the move slightly back from the mic? You have um, right there's good. Yeah, and uh, we've helped Sam along, and now he uh, mentally and physically can say uh, Oscars at the moment. Well, one of the main things is just uh, I mean the win was pretty. The for those uh, spoiler alert, um, if you haven't watched the Oscars yet for history, for history, yeah, history spoiler alert. Um, but Parasite won, which oh, yeah. is a very big deal. Uh, for those of you who may not know why, uh, it is the first foreign film to win Best, Pic- best Picture. Um, and that means not first, it's not the first, um, foreign, like foreign language speaking film, but the first film produced by a foreign country to win an Oscar. Um, and... I mean, it's a great. I mean, it, it's it's it does harken back to Moonlight, uh, back in I don't know 2016 or something, um, and just the fact that how how important it is for just recognition by the Academy. Yeah. Um. Well, no, I'm wondering, like, so Moonlight. When did that come out? 2000. Well, I think it came out. To, I th- I'm pretty sure it won 2000. It won 2016. Because I, here's the thing, folks at home. I um I like to gamble on the Oscars. I like to uh, bet with a friend of mine on who's going to like get the most picks. I lost this year, but I did choose Parasite, by the way, to win it all. Um, but my prediction why Parasite was winning is every other year it seems like the Oscars do the right thing in a um. Spike Lee sort of way. Mm. They gave they gave the Oscar to Moonlight, but then eventually they eventually give it to like the most milk toast one, you know, Green Book. Yeah, and then they give it to another movie that totally deserves it. It's like a it's like a back and forth. What it's like a, the Martin Scorsese one for them, one for us. You know, 
yeah. one to appease the the status quo of normality, and then one for uh, actually radical. I um, mean, it, movie it's, making. It's just weird in general how the Oscars are voted on. Um, yeah. the The whole system is kind of flawed. Broken. Just yeah, it, it's it's much like how this is the closest I will ever I would want to get to politics in this uh, show, but. It's kind of like the same thing how the Electoral College is made. Mm. How the Electoral College is all supposed to be... It's how they pitch it to us is they're just like, oh, it makes things, you know, it helps, like, with certain issues that may arise if, like, a bunch of people, like, everyone's voting. I honestly don't even really know the, the reason why Electoral College is the one that we go with. But they try to spin it to make it seem like it, it's it's what should be the one. Because I guess the popular vote is, it's too much. It's too much. Um, but the Electoral College is similar to how the the best picture is voted on. Now, to preface this, I do not think, I do not want to diminish the, the, the win for Parasite. It is a great win. No, it should. It definitely deserved it. It definitely and, deserved uh, it. By the way, not only is there no, you know, bad play here. One... The Myers Awards, the now prestigious Meyer Awards, yes, uh, which is voted on you, the people. You voted for Parasite, yes. So we also played the system, showing that the people wanted Parasite to win, mm-hmm. and it also won like the DGA, the WGA, it- um, the Indie Award. I mean, it won everything. And Bong Joon Ho is probably still drunk, like he said. I yeah. It was it was definitely if there was to be a foreign film that was going to win best picture this was going to be it. I mean, yeah. it was winning all of these awards. There was no st- stopping it. I really didn't I honestly didn't think it was going to win the Oscar. But, By the way, oh, gone. Um I wanted to I wanted to quickly I will not I do want to get into because we did this last year, we talked about the different, um, the different awards. Like the we talked about like how award shows in general kind of suck. But mm-hmm. I think I didn't realize. I don't know if it was like this last year, but the Independent Spirit Awards and the Oscars were back to back, and it's just interesting to me to see these two very different uh, award movie awards ceremonies. One very modern. And how movie shows or award shows should be, um, and one that is very, I feel, outdated and almost awkward. Like the whole entire time I'm watching the Oscars, I'm just thinking about how awkward this is. Like how it begins with like that weird dance thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Now that we have no hosts, it's like, it's like chaos in my mind it's it, just like one thing after another but the oscars started it started in the very beginning in 1929 as a way to bust unions like that was the main purpose of the oscars was to not have unions um and it was started by the the original producer of the meyer awards louis b meyer yeah, uh who was their uh state has now dropped us because a little mishap with the the wording, um, the wording and spelling um, our, uh, but I'm honestly glad because this Louis B. Meyer guy seems to be kind of an asshole. 
Uh, he even said um, in the 50s, oh, no, he, one of his quotes is, I found that the best way to handle filmmakers was to hand medals all over them. I got them cups and awards, and they'd kill themselves to produce what I wanted. That is a quote <laughs> from Louis B. Mayer. Wait, and that is... That, I mean, he probably was an, ass, uh, an asshole, but, I mean... I gotta tell you, I mean, he's being honest. Like, that's not that bad of a quote. I mean, it's it's, it's a very it's honest a, quote, but that is what the Oscars. I feel like part of the thing. It's it's like um to like make people feel like they should work is give them free T-shirts. Mm. Like, yeah, we're a very simple breed. You know, give us awards and we're happy. Give us shiny things and we'll do whatever. Yeah. And uh, also, I didn't. Very smart on our. uh, The first, the first uh, best actor award went to Emil Jennings, who is a literal Nazi, uh, Uh, and went to work with Joseph uh, Goebbels or Goebbels. Um, Goebbels. Yeah, the 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 Nazi general. Um, Uh, Also, during the uh, the Cold War, any person who shall um, who shall have admitted that he is a member. Of the Communist Party shall be ineligible for the Academy Awards. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like the Oscars wow. is just a. It is the industry itself. First off, that the fact that it's called the Academy of Arts and Sciences is. It was called the Academy of Arts and Sciences specifically to make it seem like it has been a lot, uh, around for a while, when in mm-hmm. fact it was created specifically for the Oscars. Like they, it's not anything else. It it, it was made to be this misleading PR campaign. Um, you know, it, it is uh, kind of funny, though, um, that the, I'm looking at the first Oscar win, and I, I, I do not know any of these movies on here. You know, wings. Like Wings. Wings, well, no, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, I know wing, Wings only because of the first it, it's the first uh, best picture, which was called Outstanding Picture back then. Yeah. But, the only movie that I think that has truly surpassed time is uh, Sunrise. That one? Yeah, that well, I won Best Cinematography and Best Directing. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, best Actress. Oh, wait a minute. Also, is there a way on your mic to turn down the input anyway? Is there like a, a knob? Well, there is a... Uh, there is a... All right, here we go. I'm being turned down. This is just slight overmodulation. Am I down? Am I good? Uh, well, I mean, it only happens whenever you're like yelling or not yelling, but talking loudly. Well, that's gonna happen. Uh, okay. What about now? Hello, 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 hello. hello Sounds hello. better. Okay. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. But um, this Janet Gaynor, who I guess was the Nazi. Uh, Emil Jennings. Oh. What? I am not Emil Jennings. Oh, oh, that's an actor. Yes. Oh, he was a Nazi. Yes. Oh, yeah. He he was in nothing. Uh, he was in. Oh, oh, oh. Well, apparently, also, it's kind of strange. I don't understand this, but it also shows that Charlie Chaplin won. Uh, he he won. Yeah. Well, it, it has. Three different names on here. Emil Jennings, Richard Barth Mole, Mass, and uh, Charlie Chaplin for the circus as the tramp. When was this? This is the 1920, you know, the very first one. Interesting. 
I was yeah. also reading something else I thought was funny. I was also reading how um, uh, the the other reason the Oscars were introduced is at the time, and still today, but at the time, uh, people in general thought that Hollywood was a bunch filled filmed with a bunch of uh, uh, degenerates, yes. like it's a bunch of disgusting people. Uh, that Hollywood was just, and there's this story. There's this article I found on uh, Vanity Fair. Uh, let's hope that it doesn't. All right, let me see if I can find it. This could be an amazing. By the way, uh, fun oh, fact. here it is. There's a he. Oh, the, it was about Charlie Chaplin. Seemed. Uh, oh, the the whole thing about um Charlie Chaplin and Lita Gray, how the fact that she was underaged. Um. Oh no no no! They had just gone to. Yeah yeah yeah. She was a kid and was underage, and they had just gotten divorced. And then this article gets into he tried to get her to have an abortion, but the marriage had happened, and then it had gone bust. And the divorce complaint, Gary had said that Chaplin was crazy about a lot of dirty stuff, like oral cop- copulation. And like this is in this article about the Oscars, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> Where it just gets into like weird Charlie Chaplin Charlie sex. Thing. See, these are the things that were left out of the Chaplin movie. Yes, the and, more and the book. The more and more, yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's the reason why I couldn't finish the book, is you telling me that, like, none of his really dirty stuff was in there, because, like, I, I want to read a book that's very, ex, you know, explicit on somebody's life. And from what I've heard from podcasts and books, Charlie Chaplin was a, like, not a good guy. He was a dirty man. The dirty man, but also, like, he's the kind of guy who would dump a woman if she came to him saying she's pregnant. Yeah. Like, no, 100%. He, like, he is not a good guy. He's funny, but he was not a good fellow. Which is... Also, he was... Apparently, he was, like, horrible. Like, I heard a thing that he, like, was not really good to his son or something. Uh, yeah. I think... Actually, mm-hmm. I, Chaplin is is definitely one of I, – I, I rephrase myself now because Charlie Chaplin is – um, He would get me too all over today. Oh, not only that, but he would – I don't think he would have a – I don't know. I don't know if he would be different. Like if – Today? I well, feel like he would be different. I feel like the, the, he would – there's no way you can act like that. That's the thing. It's in the 20s, no one there wasn't really much uh guerrilla journalism about like these stars. Everything was kind of hush-hush. There wasn't that much information coming out, and the only reason this information came out is because of these like divorce hearings and like these 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 hearings of them actually getting arrested for these things. But I feel like there is so much stuff um that is just not talked about. And the one thing with the book cuz I, I Charlie Chaplin is one of my favorite. I, I think his character of the tramp is one of the greatest characters in cinema history. And yeah, I love no, the kid. But... but him as a person, and I think like after I don't know, I don't wanna, you know, he's not great. Um, but it it, it there is a section in the in the book where it talks about like his he like says, like, I want to take a quick moment to talk about my my sexual encounters or something like he makes it so formal and he's just like there was uh i just want to say whenever i'm working i never mess around with girls whenever i'm working i am i am always and then and but then he was just like but since i'm always working i'm never have time for girls but there was this one time 
that and it was just like this kind of strange story about a girl that was basically like knocking on his door for like every single day he would go to bed and he would hear this knocking at the door and it was just like so I slept with her anyways back to the story and I was just like that's kind of a strange uh aside uh that's like the one sexual thing he like and he had nothing to say about like his 16 year old there's so many there's so many bad things about him but it's also a new it's like the same thing with Elvis how like Elvis kind of was the first star of his kind, like the first true music superstar, like super, super, superstar, famous across the world. And like to have that much like unknown like uh, prowess, prowess thrown at you, it's, it's not excusing anything, but it does make a little sense, if that makes sense. See yes. me? Hear me? Which, by the what? Which, by the way, I think we should do eventually an episode on, um, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. 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 Um. Because uh, I do love uh, me some Charlie Chow Chow. But another another thing is, um, I was talking oh. to. Oh, what? Sorry, I just like, uh, since we're talking the ha- first half of this episode on the Oscars, um, the only award that I was so disheartened by and really did not see coming was uh, uh, the woman, uh, Renee Zellweger, for Judy. I had not seen Judy. I had not heard anything about Judy. I mean, I knew what Judy was about, but I thought it was another, like, very bland, like, all right, this is for an Oscar. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's about Judy Garland. You know, it's a biopic about a movie person. Yeah. Um. I, you know, she probably did an amazing job, but just nothing out of this world. Well, um, Scarlett Johansson was, whew, ooh, Kavoltz. Mm-hmm. I mean, she'll have a, a, a chance to get an Oscar. So you're again. saying that Scarlett Johansson should have won? That's who I thought. I, that's who I thought in my heart, my heart <laughs> of hearts. I truly thought. I like. I when, like I said, I placed bets on this. There were like one or two that I put down. You know, just hoping and praying, like, the ones that I wanted. But Scarlett Johansson, I put down as, like, ah, yeah, of course she's going to win. Eh, of you, course. You really – and that's that's the issue with – you can't uh, – it's always 50-50. Sometimes the people who win are the people who um, you, you think deserved it. And then sometimes it's the, just the you know it's the industry favorite like but, Brad. Pitt. But the thing is, is I knew uh, here's the thing. I knew Brad Pitt was gonna win. So in my heart, it's like if they just randomly didn't give it to Brad Pitt, but they gave it to I don't know the guy from Two Popes. It's like what? Why? Why did they give it to Two Popes, man? You know what's crazy? Because I'm actually looking at the Spirit Awards, and Renee Zellweger also won for Best Actress there. Yeah, a, a very um. Smart person who I will name uh, my dear old mother uh, told me that it's uh, I should not place my bets according to the Golden Globes. I should uh, like the best indicator who's going to win the Oscars uh-huh. is the DGA and the uh, what was the one you said? Uh, DGA, the writer, the guild, the writer guild. No, just like um, no. Oh, the Spirit uh, Awards. I just said the Spirit Awards. Oh. But I don't think that's a good indicator. I don't think that's a good indicator. But, but what I'm saying is the apparently the Golden Globes is voted on by a whole different sect of people 
than the Oscars. Mm. So it's um, it's the what's it called? It's the people who vote for the DGA and the WGA and the Spirit Awards also, who you need to look for. The the I'm looking at the 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 Film Independent Spirit Awards for Best uh, Supporting Female, and it's all women of color, um, yeah. which is something else about the Oscars. I mean, of course, this is you know beating a dead horse, but the Oscars are not the most uh, inclusive group of people. Um, mm-hmm. Although they did have a huge push like three years ago to have it be a little bit more diverse, still there's a lot of old guard people in there um, who have Green Book win. And that's the thing that's the biggest uh, issue with me with the Oscars. It's, it's such, a, such a big swing from Green Book to um, uh, Parasite that it just doesn't make sense. To me, it's just it seems like something is happening like the the whole voting process is so secretive i just don't trust it i don't trust it i feel like it is it is an industry thing that they try to correct themselves i have no proof this is definitely a hypothesis and is not uh you know there is i i just feel like something has to be i think the oscars are rigged uh, that's a good, that's an interesting thing to point. I can't, I would love to be part of the system and figure it out, but, uh, I just maybe, think, you know, maybe it's that it's like the parent who, you know, everybody votes, but then like the parent who's hosting it at like some kid's birthday party is like, Oh, my son didn't win. All right. I'm going to rig this competition. So my son feels cool. And I just, when I was running for vice president in high school, uh-huh. I lost, even though everyone I talked to said they would vote for me. Yeah. And are. I am fairly certain because the people who won was the person who counted the votes favorite people. I'm just saying, I think there is something going on there. I'm just saying votes. OK, I don't I don't want to get Sam, into, by to, the way, people, Sam calls me in the middle of the night sometime to talk about this. It still it bugs hurts. me. But yeah. also, part of the reason why the Oscars, and it's, you know, uh, my girlfriend talks about how, like, oh, you shouldn't really worry that much about it. It's just, it's just a pop, it's just, you know, it's it's just reality TV. That's all it is. Um, and I did some, the, what's interesting, so a fact that I found, in two, 2010, they did a, um, they did a study, uh, and they said that winning an Oscar for a male actor you get an 81% bump in salary. But if you are a woman, you get no bump. Oh, Apparently there is no bump if you win for best Oscar, which... Is that still a thing? Because I feel like in this day and age, it's so known that women's salaries are askew. Oh, I I think it's definitely a thing. I think that it has now come to the attention, but if you can't see it if you can't actually see what people are getting paid and no one's talking about it mm-hmm. and no one's saying what they're getting paid then it's it's still very much i feel like a, an open an open secret see that is why i immediately the first time i meet somebody i go this is how much i get paid please uh <laughs> tell me how much you get paid i don't care if you're uh insulted and then would they be- usually and then they usually walk away. That would be a good networking thing. Like you go to a networking event and it's like instead of having your name, it's just like, hello, I get paid this much. So it's like like it says, hi, I'm Zach Ferguson. 
No, not even your name. Thirty thousand dollars. You're just your 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 number is three million. He's like, I'm two bucks an hour. <laughs> so there's the one guy that's three million, and that's just the number. And then mine says two dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah. So this other guy just has three. They're like, so that would be that would be a great job, where like a real job where. Like you get to work forever, and it's just like, okay, we'll give you three million dollars now, but we'll never pay you again. Whoa, we'll give Wasn't you three that... million dollars now, and we're never like, going to pay you again. Yeah, like you have to work for us for forty years, mm-hmm. but like you get three million dollars now, which is what you would make after forty years. But we we just want to pay you now. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be something? Like I wouldn't, feel I wouldn't so go rich. for it. I wouldn't go for it. It sounds like oh, a no, scam. I, no, no, I wouldn't like it either because I feel like I wouldn't deserve it. Because also, I feel like you would le- like you would you could never quit. Then the whole point you, of well, like you, they, it would have to be in your clause. You have to work for us for forty years. Then yeah, because it's like, like you have like to it, fulfill that whole entire. If they're paying you up front, then you're they're gonna want you to do all of all of the work that they're paying you for, you know? But, like, it's probably, like, it, like it's only, it's it's a good job. Like, imagine, say, I don't know, it's your dream job. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, hey, it's so happy you're aboard. You finally made it. Here's $3 million, but sign this contract saying you have to work for us for 40 years. I would also not do it, and I think no one would do it, which is probably why nobody has done it mm-hmm. yet. Mm. But um, Sounds like you want to do it. I, I do want to do it just so I can say I can I did it. <laughs> Thing is, is I would also feel bad for like seeing this young buck, like this 25 year old, and I'm like, oh man, he has to be here for 40 years. Why did I do this to him or her? <laughs> but signed the contract. He signed the con. Yeah, like uh, he's uh, he's the fool. I mean, yeah, he's the fool. Should have read the contract. Yeah, like but, after he signs the contract, like you dummy. I also want to. I do want to briefly go. So everyone, I feel like the Oscars. It's an issue because it it, it really um, uh, affects the industry and uh, pushes it towards different directions. Like if you win an Oscar, that's where people are like, we gotta, you know, we gotta hire these people, and it's just it, it is where the industry goes. Also, um, I gotta say, on the. Thought of, I mean, yes, very much. Oscars is like a showboat kind of thing, but here's the thing: what reality TV show do you put the laurels on? You know, DVD covers. I mean, it's like it's it's like a whole marketing thing. Like you know how Disney posts, you know, Disney's Lion King. Mm-hmm. Oscars, in a way, is it's less of a maybe a reality, but it's like a branding. You see on DVDs the moment that something wins that says, you know, six-time Oscar winner Parasite. Yeah. It's on the DVD box. Yeah. Or it's on the, on the like, the cover. And then you're instantly just like, ooh. You're like, and ooh, Oscars. And it gets so much, but, like, it gets, it's so good for PR because if you get nominated, there is just instantly all of these articles about your movies. There's, like, all of this, this instant PR behind it um, of people just, like, these are the movies you need it like everyone like needs to know about these movies and everyone needs to make their own decisions about these movies. And and then you have movies like Judy that are on there and it's just like do I need to know about this movie? 
But also just... in that same fact, it's like once you win an Oscar, you're not your your award uh, 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 Academy Award winning blankety, mm-hmm. which I think it's hilarious that now we have to be like award winning uh, Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. Yeah, Just I guess. So dumb. You know, hair and makeup, hair and, yeah, hairstyling and makeup is, I am so confused every time that, what you know what won this year for hair and makeup? What? Bombshell. Which is basically a they bunch of, you know. a good job of making her look like um the one girl like the uh, whatever her name is. Well, I put down 1917 because I really thought it would, like, I think it's very hard to apply constant sweat and blood and and here's the thing cool did you not see the hollywood reporter about um there's a hollywood reporter article that came out apparently once a year they do a thing where they have like the some anonymous oscar voter and they're interviewed said person and they just ask like how are you making your decisions and the the one this year and I, i think this kind of just is it it gave a lot of people a lot of not uh it took away a lot of the hope from the Oscars. And it was... Oh, um, that's great. This person was just... It was just so facetious. And, like, part of her... His or her... And I don't even think they gave the gender. Part of the... the, the um, Their reasoning was, like, this person is attractive. I might vote for this person. Or it was just, like, this person... Oh, part of the thing was, like, marriage story, I guess, to this person was too confused. Or not marriage story. Um, uh, Little Women. The timeline was too confusing. Which... Makes me upset because every Christopher Christopher Nolan film always confuses me. Like that, those never make sense to me. And for some reason, though, well, I mean, I guess those don't really win a lot of awards. Well, it, it's like if you were voting on uh, that mo- one movie, The Clash of the Titans, and you're like, ah, oh, too much romance. Oh yeah. Sam thought everybody out there. Sam thought there was too much romance in Clash of the that, Titans. That story is blown out of proportion. Uh, well, it, okay, explain yourself. All right, I'll because... explain myself. So at the end of Clash of the Titans, I didn't think there was too much romance. I thought, I think I worded myself poorly. I thought that in the remake, uh, see, in the remake. Now I, now I can't trust you because now you're re-editing yourself. Well, you weren't but there. You weren't there, so you don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, what I meant to say, and just to clear the air, in the remake of Clash of the Titans, it was a fine movie, but I just feel like they threw in this. I don't like it when movies throw in love scenes that do not feel earned whatsoever. Like it just, it's just, they just fall in love because they both are pretty people and they're both, one's like a pretty uh, goddess of something and then the other person is like the protagonist and then of course they fall in love. But there's no reason why they're falling in love. So at the end of of the film, spoiler alerts, dot, 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 they kiss. Uh, this like goddess or like this half goddess like kiss kisses uh the the protagonist of the film and what? um and then they like walk off into the into the sunset and i'm just like what? it just felt thrown into it like it just actually felt- this is a kind of a good leeway and i'm i'm very sad that i picked this topic because i feel like we could spend a we, lot We don't more have time. to we can talk more i have more to talk about with uh, All right by the way, okay, so folks out there, our topic was going to be romance movies, but romance movies are like, what, one-tenth of the movies out there? Not, or, not, like, every movie is a romance movie to a degree. 
So I feel like we could do a whole two hours on romance movies. Yeah. So, no offense to you, Sam, but you're gonna have to come up with some title for this episode, like no offense, sh- shooting the shooting the shit. I honestly think this is just you know uh, figuring uh, you out know the Oscars. I think this is the the, the title Oscar of this debrief. Yeah, something like that. Oscar debrief. Um, and if but, you um, guys if you guys want to listen to a more structured episode, go listen to the week. one before this. Go listen to the Myers, which just came out. Uh, which I thought was a which funny one. Was a very structured, and I'm very proud of that episode because we got it's, it down to the like second, or I hey, guess down great to the minute. Job to Sam on that. Sam came up with a list of where we should be exactly when, um, we should you know be at, mm. and we did it. We did it on the dot, and we were all every time we hit before. the dot, we were just like, "Wow, we did it." Which I actually say, "Good job to me." And and Karina as well. Karina as well. Um, but yeah, but, oh, but what, wait, oh. I, I did want to say something real quick. The dumbest, on the sense of you saying like it's stupid when people just kiss randomly at the mm, end of the movie. Yeah, I and I told you and I watched Kick Ass Two. Remember Kick Ass Two? I try not to. As soon as you can say Kiss Ass Two, I just think of that one taser scene. Where oh, she tasers she, these people and, and just... And then they immediately crap themselves. And just to it's an like, extreme extent. It is. And it's like, okay, we get it. They're the pretty, you know, mean girls type girls. and The plastics. They're, they're the plastics. And it's funny because they're all just shitting themselves. Like, ha, 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 I get it. No, it's... It was... it In the context, it was not... Anyways, I hate that movie so much. And I leaned over to you and I said, okay... If they kiss at the end of this, um, and this is kick, uh, kick ass and hit girl, mm. I don't even care about spoilers. I said if they kiss, I, I we have to leave because one hit girl in the comics books is supposed to be like twelve, yeah, and he's supposed to be eighteen. You know, maybe going into college. No, he's he's high school. St- well, he's much older. Like hit girls. 12 or 11 and kick ass is 18 or 17. And then for some reason, because Chloe, Chloe, Grace Moritz and the other guy are the same age. They're like, Oh, let's, let's make them, you know, kiss at the end. I, I was, I was so grossed out. That is not their relationship at all in the comic book. It's like a brother and a sister who kind of are mean to each other. Not, making out which is why when they kiss i'm like oh this is like a brother and sister making out and also it's like an 11 18 year old making out so anyways i thought that was the worst writing of like oh now they have to kiss because you know they're two people maybe we should do a whole episode of that because i I think there's a there's a lot of too much too much romance bringing it back to kind of the the oscars debriefing is i feel like that is um a lot of films like Shakespeare in Love. That's another instance of a film in which they they the whole point was based on this love story that was not really the greatest love story to begin with, but since it was about love and since it was about, you know, you know, plays at least, it was about storytelling. Uh and also because of Weinstein, which part of the other thing with the Oscars, they say that you can't buy an Oscar. Yes. I don't think you can buy an Oscar in the sense of like like bribing people, being like, "Hey, 
you know, here's a thousand or I don't know, I mean, what, like here's three thousand dollars. That's the highest number I can think of. Uh, here's three thousand dollars. You know, vote for me. Um, but I do think if you flood someone with a bunch of DV, like a bunch of ads, and like are you're constantly seeing it everywhere. You're going to like you want to vote for what everyone else is voting for. You want to be in the majority. Like you mm. want to be voting for like if you see all of this like hype for Joker, um, which I guess I mean that's not a great example. But I mean there was also a lot of hype for Parasite. You see all this stuff for Parasite, and you see like it's winning all these things. So many people are talking about it. You see all of this these ads in magazines and all these things, and you will vote for it. So I think you can definitely buy an Oscar in the sense that, I mean, you look back for most of the Oscars, people like the films that have won have been the ones that have a bunch of marketing. And to market for the Oscars, you need a bunch of marketing to begin with, which is why the Independent Spirit Awards are the the yang, I feel, to the Oscars because they cap it at the uh, the, the amount of money that you can spend uh, on a film is 22 million which sounds mm. like a lot but it's really not that much in films today i mean i feel like the joker was probably like 60 million i feel like which, it was a, a bunch of money which by the way did you see there's a, a really funny video that's not supposed to be funny of this kind of neck beard guy screaming about how yeah parasite didn't win and it the joker should have won yeah uh, yeah that's I... It's it's surprising to me sometimes about how people just really are a stereotype and they just don't even realize how much they are a stereotype of the yeah. But thing is, if you told this guy he's a neckbeard, he would say like, "Okay, you're a hater." Yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay. I mean, they when people are angry, they think very narrow mindedly. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's the problem with the our chemistry. I but guess. I I do our chemistry. Yeah, I mean, like the chemistry of people. Oh, oh no. I do think I do want to quickly go through um, some of the the Spirit Awards history because um, mm. I I was doing a little bit of research on this on their on their website. So I mean, like, maybe it's a little biased, but it's just history is history. Also, um, real quick, I keep forgetting that the movie before Green Book that won Best Picture was The Shape of Water. Yeah, like here, can I just read the last ten years? Yeah, go ahead. Picture. And I'm only looking at this from some Twitter guy who's trying to be, like, cool. This guy posted this thing, said, 10 films to know me, and he posted the last 10 movies. Oh, yeah, that's the thing on Twitter nowadays. Hate, well, anyways, uh, so starting with The King's Speech, which I forget what year. I think this is 2009 or 2010. Mm-hmm. But it's The King's Speech, then The Artist, Argo. 2008, not 2000. 12 Years a Slave? 12 Years a Slave, 2000 Years a Slave, 12 Years a Slave, Birdman, Spotlight, Moonlight, The Shape of Water, Green Book, and Parasite. See, I'm now I want to go through the Spirit Awards because a lot of the Spirit Awards actually lines up with that. I'd say it's like 50%, but I think it's 50% in the way. So what was 2010? 2010 was uh, the King's Speech. So King's Speech... Is actually I do like King's Speech, but who also directed uh, Cats? This was yeah, this was directed by uh, or this is Black Swan, one in 2010. Uh, 2011 was also the artist, which doesn't really, but I mean it's that was produced by the Weinstein Company. Interesting. 
Um, then it was Silver Linings Playbook, which I think is definitely better than what was 2012 Argo. Uh, Argo, yeah, yeah, definitely which better. Is a, which is a then, uh, a movie movie. Then it it's actually movie, goes movie. with the Oscars for a few years. Twelve Years a Slave, Birdman, Spotlight, Moonlight. But then 2017, Get Out wins, which I think is better. Ooh. What was 2017? Moonlight? No. No, no, uh, no, Shape of Water. Yeah, Shape of Water. Get Out was definitely. And then if Beale Street could talk, which I think is better than Green uh, Book. Green Book. Um, I haven't seen either, and then 2019, this year is The Farewell, which also, The Farewell was nominated the year before for the Oscars, so it doesn't line up completely, the Oscars and the Spirit Awards. But... I do want to quickly go through some of the history of the Spirit Awards because I think it's rather interesting and also to see how it diverges from the Oscars. So it Dude. started in 1984, uh, and it was first called the, the, the Friends of Independent Awards. Um, and it was founded by this, this uh, or Jenny Lucas, who is a writer for like one or two indie films. She doesn't have that much credit. Um, and then... Uh, apparently the first award, uh, like the awards were originally, um, pixel glass pyramids, uh, which contained a suspended shoestring dotted with sprockets representing the shoestring budgets of independent films. Very intricate. Um, and then it was renamed in 1986. Uh, and then back in 1987, uh, Spike Lee was the first director to win for best first feature film. Uh, two years later... He completely was shut out from uh, the Oscars for um, one of his greatest films. I think. I think one of the greatest films of all time. Um, Do the right thing. Oh, that's um, pretty brave of you to say. And then, also, that begins. Um, the Buck Henry was the master of ceremony for seven years. Who's um, Buck Henry? He he died recently. He was the writer of The Graduate. Oh, right, um, right, right. Yeah, yes. but he he was the master of ceremony for seven years. Um, 92, uh, Martha Coolidge, first woman to win Best Director and Rambling Rose. Um, trying to think you what know, else. You, you um, know what's crazy Oh, and here's something. Wait, this is actually, in, in 94, they set up the categories for eligibility for a Spirit Award nomination and replace and uh, sets it up with four criteria. It's original, provocative subject matter, uniqueness of vision, and economy of me- uh, means and percentage of independent financing. So there was very strict guidelines for what what makes an independent film, which I think was very smart. And that was in 95. I was not alive yet. You were. Um, in 2003, in 2003, they started doing satirical songs honoring the best feature uh, nominees. Um, and in 2013, Andy Samberg opens the show by saying F you to Hollywood. Um, and... Yeah, that, that's it for now. But it it, it, they, it seems like they, they really go out of their way of making it like a fun event for very specifically indie film and like only making it. It's not just like we do anything, but, you know, we like to honor. It is we honor indies. Also, one of the greatest things about the Independent Spirit Awards is anybody can vote. You if you pay it. Well, not anybody. You have can, to be a member of the vote? Independent Spirit Award. If you pay ninety five, if ninety five. Uh, dollars a year and become like a member of the independent spirit you get voting rights you can vote um so anyone who's an independent who pays and is part of the whatever you have an ability to vote um and it's a popular vote um so that's how they decide who wins 
um, which I think is a lot better system than only having 8,000 or so people voting in a very mysterious way. So what yeah. were you going to say? Uh, well, I was just going to say that it's funny that uh, Spike Lee, he only he has two Oscars, but he only has one he only has one where he actually won it like for that year for best screenplay. The other one was an honorary award award. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, because I guess in 2006, they're like, come on, give him an award already, yeah. which by the way, I think they should do that with a lot of other people. Like they gave an honorary award to uh, David Lynch. Mm-hmm. And I think his work is phenomenal. I just think there's so many uh, like people out there who are like who unfortunately will never be in a situation to get an Oscar again. But like I tell you, poor Steve Buscemi. Poor, well, not really poor Steve Buscemi what? because he's probably super happy and rich. Yeah, he's but, probably fine. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like in that same thing of like the person winning the beauty contest. He should win. Hmm. I agree. I Thank think you. I think that's that's the one thing I learned from this whole discussion we've been having is poor Steve Buscemi. Well, yeah, poor poor Steve Buscemi. Poor Steve Buscemi and Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Actually, he's probably won something. I feel. I, well, I, actually, I think he may have. I mean, in a sense, he won. Anytime that Pulp Fiction is win something, he wins something. Because fun fact, people, Danny DeVito uh, produced Pulp Fiction. Did you know that, Sam? Uh, Did you know? I'm putting in this as an idea for a future episode for Danny DeVito. Um, oh, just Danny DeVito? Yes. Um, I did know that, yes. I know Ve- or Vegas produ- or New Jersey something, New Jersey uh, I think it's called, um, uh, yeah, Jer- no, it's called Jersey, uh, Jersey, Jersey Films. Films, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Because he's from Jersey. Yeah. Wait, uh, hold on a second. Okay, good, good. I, th- I thought I was a fool for a second. But yes, Danny DeVito did produce. Um, You know, actually, there's another topic that would be cool to uh, do is like, like trivia of Hollywood. Like Danny DeVito produced Pulp Fiction. And then also another thing that I thought was really cool is – you know who got David Lynch into the zeitgeist of Hollywood? Hmm. Uh, Mel Mel Brooks. Really? Yeah, Mel Brooks really stuck up for um, having David Lynch uh, direct Elephant Man. Interesting. Which, yeah, was like that the thing he did after Eraserhead? Yes. Huh. Which is funny because well, not funny, but like <laughs> uh, that really put uh, David Lynch like in the the no because mm. David Lynch did of course Eraserhead which is even to the to today's standards is a really weird movie have you ever seen Eraserhead I've seen Eraserhead of course I've seen it is it is a weird movie speaking man speaking of weird movies maybe we should get into the films that we've seen this 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 the best because I've uh, seen a, a lot um, I didn't the... see I haven't seen anything. This week, but I saw something last week that we did not talk about. One thing I think I want to... You you saw Cats, right? Yes, I did. I know I'm kind of late to this discussion, and this is not a new discussion whatsoever. But I also 
I went the way that I think everyone should go, and that is very drunk. Uh, that's um, exactly – well, I got drunk while watching it. In theaters, by yeah, the way. We went – that was the plan, to go very drunk, and we had to be drunk because the crowd we were at – at this point, it's become like a joke. Like, people are playing a, it now it's a to – it's a cult Laugh classic. At it. So we yeah. were in a crowd of people who I feel like most of them were drunk. And this was also at like a bar theater. So everyone was loud laughing. The person I was sitting next to, you know him, Nick. Nick was being yeah. so funny. Nick was like, he was like, whenever, uh, anytime, like at the end, he was just like, kiss, kiss. And then the whole entire theater would be like, kiss, 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 kiss. And then Nick would be like, there's no reason holding you back. <laughs> and then um, what else was there was so many funny moments that we were. It was just it was so fun. It was a fun time because everyone was in on the joke. And it, 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 it begins so oddly where it just she just is thrown down steps in a bag. And then immediately the world is just weird. And as also, shit. The, the music, too, for that is so like 1980s. Yeah. They really like, did not take do, 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 do. They really did not take it out of the 70s. It was just like it was still very much old timey sounding synth. Um and also now, there was all this hype about like Judy Dench's hand and I was just like, "Oh man, like this is going to be they all had human hands." Like this was not a this was not like just Judy Dench had you could see her wedding wedding ring maybe. Honestly, that I'm surprised that is the thing that got so much attention. Because it's like, they all had human hands. And it's like, why are we just talking about Judy Dench? The, but not, I don't want to shame the VFX people. The VFX people did their job, and I feel really well, bad they did it that the too, Oscars... They did it too well. I feel bad that the Oscars were making fun of them. Because a lot of people lost their job, and lost the company got shut down, and they had to work, like, triple overtime to make this film. Um, and coming from a VFX company that is scary that you see a project coming down the pipeline and you're like oh this is gonna be hard and then it ends up ruining your career it would suck to be like oh shoot of course this is gonna be a bad movie yeah and you know it's gonna be a bad movie and you know you're just like this isn't gonna be good like by the way they're in the same boat as you they're just like this looks weird but this is what they want so (laughs) all right like which is also like i i really don't understand why top Tom uh, Hooper, who is a Oscar-winning director, would be like, "Okay, this is this this is gonna work. This is what I want." And honestly, Unless- the biggest problem with the the movie is not even the movie. It's it was a bad idea to begin with. Like the whole entire time, my girlfriend was saying, "Like, isn't this what the musical was? Like, why are people like?" It's not so. It's not a good movie to. Tra- well, here's it's the thing. It's not good to begin with. Like it was made fun of when it came out. Like it's always been bad. It's like an improv. Sh- Actually, I think the best like knock on this uh, musical is in un uh, the un unbreakable uh, Kimmy Schmidt, where um, Titus, one of the characters in the show. Is he wants to join cats? Mm. So what he does is he goes to the play. He goes to the musical dressed up as one of the cats, mm-hmm. and then when they're doing the whole thing of like going into the audience, he just sneaks in, and then just comes up with a character. Uh, but nobody, but nobody says anything. So backstage, he's he like he gets sussed out. Like, oh, you just joined, didn't you? Like, you just snuck in. It's like yes. It's like. That's exactly how the cat started. Like, cats isn't actually 
a musical. It's just a bunch of people who want to be in Cats. So they come up with a name like, I'm Rumpel's, I'm Rumpelpuss, <laughs> and I'm a dancing cat. Like, yeah. that's the entire film. It's like, I'm this cat, I'm this cat. But now then there's, like, two... this loose story about, like, this, this weird cat that, like, takes really cats away die. and, like, magically makes them disappear to a boat. Oh. And that's then, the worst thing. It's like, and then it just doesn't. The ending just makes no sense. Like, there's this magician who, for some reason, is very awkward and like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and then, and then, and then the, he's just a wizard, and then just does all of this stuff. A wizard. He Wait, like, what are you he like, he, about? then he like starts flying, and like cards fly out of his hat. Like this whole entire time, he's oh, like trying right. to make Judy Dench come back, and he does in a really stupid way, and like. And then he's just starts flying and has all of this magic going on. And the whole entire time, we're just like, is he really a wizard? Like, what is happening? And then he's like, oh, but, yeah, I guess he's, you know, by like the way, Dumbledore I, over here. Not only was this like there was a really horrible um, edit choice in the movie at the very end where it cuts back and forth from the theater to the docks, um, like on that boat. Mm and there's this really weird cut where like we're seeing the people in peril um and then it like it has this build up of uh you know Evis Evis Elba's bad yeah. character and it's like ramping up to him um you know stealing Judy Dench away and then it cuts back to that one guy trying to bring her back and then they bring her back you know and there's no cut back to like Aegis Elba being like where is she it's yeah. just now she's there. Like it would have been a great time to cut away of like having a reaction shot of him and Taylor Swift being like, "No, they can't do this to me." Instead, we just like she just shows up, which is why I think this would be a lot funner musical to see because it it's it's set more like the way it was paced is much more like I'm experiencing this with you like in a stage. Mm. But unfortunately, um, this is a movie. By the way, we go on and on about cats. We have. I just want to say one more thing. I I really want to see cats in the same way you saw it, which is like hysteric. Like, I saw it in an actual theater, and the crowd was a couple, you know, teenagers in the back who weren't even paying attention, mm -hmm. and then a old citizen, like senior citizen. Senior citizens okay. in the front, and they left uh, thirty minutes. Into no, it was movie. great because it was all people in their twenties. It was all people really drunk. Everyone was into it. Everyone was going nuts. Also, at the end, there's this scene where like Judy Dench is singing a song, and someone, one of the cats in the background, is looking at her in the <laughs> weirdest way. He's just like, oh, you can't see it's because of the radio thing, but like his facial reactions is all over the place, and he's just like. And, like, she's just saying something. Like, also, the songs don't make sense. Also, the whole memories thing, when she sings memories, I'm like, I thought this song was supposed to make sense in context. This makes no sense. This is, like, a homeless cat. What for do you, some no, reason no, it has, makes sense. What does that song make sense? Well, no, she's, like, memories. Um, she's talking about, like, how her past, like, all she has to, all she has to hold on to is memories. Because she used to be a, like a theatrical cat. Mm. And then I guess Maleficent cat or whatever, the bad cat ruined her, which I don't understand. I forget why I she was yet. ruined. But And then I love – the thing is, is I'm just imagining watching, like watching this, but as a human, 
Like, imagine seeing a bunch of cats looking up to the sky while another cat drifts away into, like, a small hot air balloon. Yeah. Also, the cats are not actual size. Like, they are much smaller. No, it's so strange. I think the so point when strange. I realized that this movie was as Horrible. bad as it was going to be is whenever they lift this veal and there's these mice that are yes. kids. And the ki- that and they were just like Dan and I'm just like this, and then it turns into like these cockroaches that uh, they and keep they're eating, also human. and they're also human. Like that was, and it wasn't even that wasn't even CGI. It looked like they just had suits on, like they just gave the human suits to like. Well, there's that the hilarious, name. there's the hilarious thing where um, I forget her name, but it's the the Tammy cat, or you know, there's a lot of fat shaming too. Yeah, a lot of fat shaming. Like a lot actually, of fat shaming. Uh, it was like uh, Tom, love actually. Yeah, it's just like, oh, that's funny. She's fat. Oh, that's funny. He's fat. He likes to eat a lot. Now, yeah. like, I, though I will say the two of them were my favorite part. Like, yeah, like legitimate. I feel like they made it more of the satiric. They they went into the satire a little bit more. But it, actually, the only thing I really enjoyed about the viewing. All right. Besides, okay, we uh, should probably have stop. Yes. And okay. Wait. Real quick. The movie I saw was The Wild Bunch. Highly recommend it. It's a really good action film. Got it. All right. Um, that's it for today. Next week will probably be a little bit make more a little bit more sense. I think next um, week we're talking about no. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. All right. Bye, weeks, everyone. So we're talking about Korean films. Yes. South Korean. Uh. All right. Uh. Godspeed, Spider-Man. Right. Bye. golden and brilliant without illumination your mouth's a constellation the stars are in your eyes i'll take a spaceship and try and go and find